Take this message that you've given him and make it so much more. Uh, Father, equip and anoint him to be your messenger today in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's so cool. While you were praying, I was just just leaning into the Lord. And the Lord just impressed upon my heart when we walked in here where they're doing the cement work out here for the patio and the the new parking place. And uh, he said, you know, you've got to have a good foundation to grow strong. Amen. You know, I was thinking about, I had rode by a couple of times and, and, and through the week I knew they were going to do this work. And I'm like, man, I hope they get this foundation down. There's some rainy weather, some different things like that. I said, we need a pathway, you know. And the first thing they did was they did, you know, the sidewalk part. And, you know, I was thinking about that. Even this morning, I was like, man, I'm hoping it's dry and all this stuff. And what the Lord was just speaking to my heart while she was praying is, you know, that's the same with his, with his word. You know, we can stand on that foundation of his word. You know, uh, sometimes we got to do a little digging, don't we, in his word. But you know what? The Holy Spirit will shore our foundation up with the truth of God's word. That's free. That's that even in the script there. But I just want to share that with you. So everybody doing all right? Man, you guys got to get loud in here, man. Look, I have been to a football game. What was it? Friday went to the football game. Anybody go check out the football game here in town? I listened, that, man, that was a really good game. Yelling and everything else on those bleachers. And then Jesse and the, and the Picosan band, they were over. Where we go? To Hickory? Some school way over there. Drive an hour and sit on bleachers again. You know you love your kids when you sit on a bleacher for about four or five hours. Right? You know what? But think about this. I also think about this. I was looking at that last night, that whole field and everything. And the Bible talks about that, you know, the, the, the saints of old are rooting us on. You know, you ever think about it and you think you're so lonely, man, how are we going to do it? You know, it's great when you got somebody out there cheering you on. Thank you. <laughs> she called it. It's great when you got somebody cheering you on. Because I tell you what, you're sitting out there sometimes, you go, amen, and people go, it's almost lunchtime, you know? But you know what? I hope that through all these things that we just get on fire for what God's got. I believe today's message is going to minister to our heart. Anybody just need a hug sometimes? You know what? I pray this message just hugs you in the name of Jesus. I really do. So, uh, you probably when I say this, you're thinking, how in the world was that going to happen? Tears, fears, and cheers. You notice we, we landed on a good note, didn't we? And I thought about this as the Lord gave me this. He even pressed upon my heart this week. That in life, we will experience all three of these things. Can I get an amen there? Amen. We really will. And you know, I was looking at this, and as I was just reading through his word, my heart settled on Psalm 34. Uh, Predominantly these 17 and 18. I want to read that in just a minute here. But uh, let's jump into it. It says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? I mean, you feel like, man, I'm just wounded, man. You know, there's tears and, and fears and overwhelming things in life. And you know, as I look through there, the Lord just gave me great examples through his word that you know what? That's just life, isn't it? Because everybody in the Bible dealt with it, didn't they? David wrote this, and David wrote this at a time. You know, David, when we think of David, we usually think, in my mind, two big things in his life. One, what? Giant slayer, right? Think about him knocking that, that, that giant down. And then the other thing you think about is his affair with Bathsheba. Ah, two ends of the spectrum. But David lived a lot of life in between there and a lot of life after there. Because you know what? He serves a God that's all about rescuing us, Right? Those whose spirits are crushed. Now, when he wrote this thing, the little background on this, when I was researching this week in, in, in the past, David, during his time, he, he did a lot of fighting, a lot of battle. 
And if you look at, I think it was in Samuel, 1 Samuel 21, I'll tell you more about the story. I just want to touch on this because I want, I want us to identify with the different folks, okay, in the Bible. So we realize, you know, they're really not, not that much different than us. Matter of fact, they're no different than us. They had troubles, they had fears, they had tears. But what was going on when he wrote this? This was right after time that one of the big kings came out there and he was afraid that he was going to get killed. Right? So you know what he did? He acted like a madman, slobbering idiot. So that the, that, the, that the king and his men would not kill him. David? David's tough. David had some bad days too, didn't he? Because back then, if somebody was known to be mad, you couldn't kill them. You couldn't, you're like, hey, just, you know, we, need to, we need to let them do their thing. So he faked that. The man of God. The God is, you know, a man after God's own heart. Did he blow it a couple of times? Did God still use him? Absolutely. I think that's the thing that keeps me going sometimes. Because anybody ever blow it every now and then? Yes, indeed. But God is all about rescuing his people. The broken heart. But David was quick to turn back to him. Let's look at a couple of other examples I thought about when we were going through there. The Lord was just showing me this. You think about this. What about Moses? You know? Murderer. Goes out, gets cast out of Pharaoh's house. And the Lord speaks to him and says, I want you to go back and I'm going to use you to free my people. Wow. The reason I'm saying this is, if you think your life's bad and you think your life's broken, I know a God of hope. Do you know him? I know a God of restoration. Do you know him? That's what I want us to see through these things today. What about this? What about Noah? You know, here you here you building this boat, right, for a hundred years and say it's going to rain and it had never rained before. And the people are going, it's going to what? But he used that to rescue a remnant of his people to keep things going. What about Joseph, right? His brother sold him out and everything else. Thrown in a pit. Man, lied on. Uh, forgot about. And God still uses him to save the whole nation of his people. It's not over yet, amen? It's not over yet. So I, I just want us to, to know when we go through these tough times, let's look past that. Let's look what God's done in other people's life and, and throughout history. And realize that that's the same God working in our life today. He might not do it just like he did in your life or her life or his life. But you know what? I'm trusting that God's going to work in my life and he's going to work in your life just the way he needs to when we take our hands off the wheel. Amen. That's what I'm trusting in. Let's keep on rolling. So we talked about what? No. What about Peter, Paul and John? I, you know, Paul, before he was Paul, Saul, think about that. Man, he was going out. He was just hunting the Christians down. He thought he was on the right track. But he had an encounter with Jesus that changed everything. I pray today that you have that encounter with Jesus that changes everything. Amen. I pray today through God's word that, that something is spoken here today that ministers to your hearts, that lifts you up from wherever you are and sets you on that firm foundation of God's word, God's promises for you. Amen. I believe that he's willing to do that. Do you believe he's willing to do that? Absolutely. He paid way too high a price for us to sit on the sidelines of life, friends. And we've got opportunities after opportunities to do what God has called us to do. So we talked about Noah. We talked about Paul, Peter, John, those guys. What about Jesus? Wow. He wasn't always comfortable, was he? You know? there wasn't. See, a lot of times we think church is about being comfortable. It's amazing when you talk to people and they find out you go to church or you pastor church. They won't know how, what type of seats you got. They won't know what time, you know, you're starting too early. Or you're staying too late. 
I mean, you know, all these things and I just kind of smile, you know, and that's that man. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I said, well, Lord willing, we're going to be there. You know, that's the plan. And so, you know what? Those are the folks who miss out. Those are the folks who mix out because you know what? And, and you know, whether they come here or whatever, I just want them to go to hear the word. That's it. You know what I mean? I love to have them here. You know why? Because I know that we're going to speak the truth into their life. And I know we're going to love them where they are. And I know that they're going to have an opportunity to respond to what God's doing in their life. So you know what? Man, bring somebody, share, and keep on trucking. But we're going to do what God's called us to do till he changes anything else that he wants us to do. Does that sound like a good plan? We're just going to follow what he said. All right. Well, let's look at this. Let's read this one more time. The righteous cry out. Who are the righteous? We're righteous. We're the children of God, right? Because of what Christ said. We are in right relationship. We're righteous, right? And the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And you know how I kept going over that? All our troubles. All our troubles. And the Lord said, what I don't do here, I've already done there. Amen. So we're going to make it, all right? So you know what? We might have some tough times in this lifetime. But when we graduate, we're not going to be singing the blues. I don't think they're going to have a blues band up there. I don't know. But I tell you what. I know the Lord is good. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Man. When, you, when your heart is broken, there's not too many people can minister to you, really. You know? I, I know that because, because we're thinking, they just don't understand. Amen? You haven't lost what I lost. You haven't hurt like I've hurt. You haven't done. You, 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 you. Well, I'm going to tell you what. When that happens, fill it in with he, 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 he. Because Jesus has been through it. And he knows you and he loves you because he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. This is not a doom and a gloom message. I promise you that. It's starting out a little slow here. But let me tell you, we're going to jump in and show you where we can be cheering in the victory of Jesus. Everybody doing good? All right. So let's go on and see what's going on. I said, so what do you say? We will all shed some tears and we will all be challenged by fears. But praise God, through Christ, our high priest, we can have cheers of victory in the end. And I don't believe we got to wait till the end, do you? I believe we can see cheers of victory right now today, amen? God breaking strongholds, God doing healing and doing things like that. Can I give a praise report right here? You guys know my mom was completely blind for two months. It was a rough, rough deal there through the prayers and the technology that God has given. God's the only one that's going to get the glory on this, okay? My mom can see. She wrote Thomas's birthday card. Her hand's writing better than mine at 85 years old. Isn't that something? Praise God. And there's some other things we're going to pull in along the way. But I just want to tell you, man, I know that our God hears our prayers. Amen. And I know that sometimes it's not in the time frame that you and I like. It might not even be in the same uh, thought process that we have. But I want to tell you what, that doesn't change who God is and what God does and how much he loves you. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So let's talk about the tears a little bit. We'll get that out of the way. When you think about this, what do you usually think of when you, when you see tears or think about somebody's tears? What do you think about it? Hey, deep sorrow, don't you? Just deep sorrow. And I thought about that. I said, man, you know, I'm sure there are so many times in our life in the midst of those, those, those deep sorrows. Like I said, we think nobody understands. We feel so alone, man. But let me encourage you with the word of God, all right? Got a lot of good scriptures for you guys to write down because this is going to help you when those times come, when those waves are coming over the bow of your boat. I want you to remember that we can cling on to God's word. Amen. Psalm 56, 8. I'm going to read it right off here. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in a bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Man, isn't that compassion? There's not a sparrow that falls. There's not a word that's whispered. There's not a, a, a beat of your heart that God is not aware about. Amen. 
He, he, he's aware of those things. Now, the first thing we say that, people go, oh, you mean everything? He's all knowing, right? He's all loving. And so remember, when we come to, to the foot of the cross and we're, we're uh, uh, the righteous one because of what Christ has done, we come into that throne room in right relationship. Remember who you are in Christ. It'll help you. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Brokenness. I was thinking about that. A lot of times when we talk about tears, we say, man, we're just brokenness. We talked about it right here. And I'll, I'll read this again. Psalm 34, 18 part. It says the Lord is near to those broken heart and saves the crushed in spirit. Mm. Isn't that compassion? Isn't that love? Just remember God cares. If we can remember God cares, it makes all the difference in the long haul. Amen. But sometimes we think nobody cares. That's the enemy wants to twist things off the time and change just a little bit to rob your hope, to crush your spirit. Amen. That's what he wants to do. He wants to separate you from, from clinging on to the Savior. But that's not going to happen here. Amen. Well, what else? Sometimes we have tears because we've been wounded, whether physically or just through words or whatever. You know, they say sticks and stones will break your, your bones, but words will never hurt you. Well, I think you can get wounded with words, but I tell you what, how you respond to that has all the difference in the world. You don't have to stay there. You know, you can just love them on through or to keep on moving. But we just turn around and speak God's word and keep on moving on. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Got another scripture for you under the wounded. Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. See, we serve a God that heals. Amen. Did, did y'all hear? I said, we, we, we serve a God that heals. I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to ask my mother-in-law just to tell me a story in just a minute because she had no idea I'm going to ask her about this. But I remember a few weeks back or maybe even a month back, we were praising the Lord. We we're preaching the word of God and she got him. She said, I can see better. Amen. Tell me about your doctor's report this week, Grandma. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> um, and the doctor said that I had a they don't, the buffet don't end until about 3 o'clock. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I have a lot of things going on with my eyes. The doctors say I have loose corneal dystrophy. Mm -hmm. And they said that it usually goes through the females more than the males on the family. It's hereditary. And there's nothing they can do for that except a transplant down the road when things get so bad. And it's usually worse in one eye than the other. <clears throat> but And she, and she put it all down for the doctor and 
He said he had no medical explanation. I said, I do. Amen. I do. share that because uh, I already knew the answers. You don't have to prompt her to tell about her Jesus. Amen. But you know what's so awesome about that man? I know how long she's been standing on the word, speaking that word, how we've been standing together on that word and to see the manifestation to come to that. It didn't happen just like that, but it happened and it's continuing on. Hear what she said. I know that he who started a good work in me will finish it. That's scripture, man. That's it. Hey, he's the same yesterday and today forever. See what's happening? It's coming out because she's been pouring it in. Amen. Now, I'm not lifting her up or anything else. I'm talking about somebody that stands on the word. And that's what we want to do. And we give God the glory for that. And we see the power of his word. So you know what? Through those tears and everything else, like I said, all the tears that we shed don't have to be bad ones, right? That's, that's, that's glory right there. For the Lord. That's awesome. So thanks for sharing that. But he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. What else does he do? Man. In times of desperation, what do we do? Mm-mm-mm. Psalm 42, 5 says this. I cry to you, Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Notice he says in the land of the living. I thought that was really neat. See, we're living this life. We're not, we're, we're not walking around just dead zombies. Jesus Christ came to give us life in abundance, right? And that's what he's done. But you know what? If we don't walk in the portion of that, if we don't see him as our refuge, if we don't see him as our safe place, we won't experience all that, will we? We'll just say, oh, yeah, okay. You can't sit on the sidelines of life and really live it, can you? You need to jump in with both feet. I said, you know, in those times of despair, remember the Lord is your portion. He is more than enough, isn't he, Miss Debbie? Every time I say that, I think she always says, but he's more than enough. Because she's seen him meet her needs and exceed her needs. How about you? Have you seen him do that? Have you seen him get you through the other side? Have you seen him hold you in the midst of the storm? That's the God we serve, amen? Let's keep on going. I said, you know, we just need to reach out to him in prayer. Call on his mighty name and rest in his loving arms. I said, remember all those tears of sorrow, but there are tears of joy in the eyes that are focused on a loving Savior. Where's our focus? See, a lot of times with those tears, we can't focus. But you know what? God knows where you are. And he's not going to leave you. Amen. I love this. I want to read this again. I cry to you. See, sometimes with that broken heart, we just cry. Lord, I don't know what else. I have nothing else. Nobody understands. Lord, I need you. To me, that's a time of desperation. You know, and God is, is available. Have you ever called somebody when things are really tough and you say, man, I just need to talk to this. Bomb, bomb. Bomb, busy signal. I just ratchet you up the next thing, man. Hey, if you ever need anything, man, just call. Bomb, bomb, bomb. You know, they got other things going on in their life, and it might not be any of those things, but I believe those things come up in our life so that we can really see the glory of God, amen? 
Because when we are dependent on him, God's going to show up. Amen. That blesses the Lord. You know, you like your kids to say thanks. You like your kids to say, hey, you know what? I appreciate that, mom and dad. Hey, you know what? It's nice when your kids come out and say, you know, I really like your, your advice on that. Right. Multiply that from the God side of the, of the equation. Because what that does, it turns around and really says this. Lord, you're in control. Lord, you're, you're the Lord of my life. Lord, I'm putting you first. I'm coming to you for the knowledge and wisdom to apply in my situation. Amen. That's the God we serve. So when desperate times creep in, amen, look to the Lord. What's the song on? Just look to me. Man, isn't that so timely for that song? The one who walks upon the sea. There's no need to run and hide. You're always by my side. See, when we wrote that song, I was walking through some desperate times, amen? Why is it when you get pushed so hard sometimes, some of the best things come out? Also, some of the worst things too. But I believe if we let the bad things go, makes more room for the good things to fill, fill us up with. Amen? And that's God's word. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, what else we got here? Click. Fears. I just want to say, Miss Tanya does a great job finding these pictures. I, I tell you, she, just grab, she doesn't just grab when she prays about it and brings them. You know, we got a picture for those listening. There's a young lady, and she, she looks like she's trapped in a jar. You know, you think, you ever feel like you're just trapped in your situation? It's so overwhelmed that there's just no way out. Well, you know, that's what fear does to us. Take a look at this. I said, fear keeps God's best at bay. But we got a word on that, too. I'm trying to give you some scriptures to just strengthen you in the Lord. All right, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Amen? Got a question for you. See, I, well, let me just say this. I said, see, fear is not... For a child of God. Can I get an amen? Now, how many was here last week? Most people here last week. You remember we passed out those little cards? What we did last week at the end, we were talking about many of the blessings of the Lord. And um, had prayed about this and, and, and just wrote down a bunch of, of the blessings. And then just had uh, Heather Mitchell and then passed them out. And it was, my prayer was, Lord, whoever gets whatever the blessing, whichever the blessing that was, that some was faith, some was child of God, some was redeemed, all that, that that would be the word for them for this time. Can I ask you, if you had your word from last week, then how did it play out in your life? Kevin, was it on time? No, no well, well, you know what? I got a word for you. Healed, delivered, faithful, and loved. I'll give you a whole week worth. <laughs> but Kevin, what, how did that work out, man? It was, it was amazing. Anybody else? I know when I wrote down child of God, I think Denise ended up with child of God. Ms. Robin, you got anything to share about that? It, it's huge, isn't it? And it was so amazing that, you know, it, it, and, and I told everybody, I said, just hold on to that word. Just hold on to that word. Mine was favor. Amen. And I'm thinking, you know what, Lord, you have given me favor. And I think about that sometimes. Why would you give me favor? Why? Because he has unconditional love for his children. He sees the best on our worst day. Because this right here, the cross settled it all. And we serve a risen Savior. Amen. So look at this. He has given us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Next time we get overwhelmed, I pray that we go back and say, you know what? Wait a minute. I'm a child of God. We take ownership of what God's done for us and what he's he give him all the glory and all the credit for that. But let's walk in the authority of a believer. Amen. Like she's talking about calling on the name of Jesus, speaking the word, amen? Standing on those promises of God. Let's keep on going. What else does fear do? Fears multiply our problems, not our faith. 
If you keep focusing on all the problem, it's going to start destroying, knocking, knocking, busting the foundation of your faith. One, it sure does over and over. I said, God is bigger than our problems. I look at this here. Look at this. I've got another scripture for you. It was too big to put on there. I'm going to let you write it down. Deuteronomy 1, 21. Look to the Lord. Your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess, possess it as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Don't fear or be discouraged. See, they're getting ready to go into the promised land, but all they saw was the giants, man. You know, different things. Sometimes we go, we're going to work and all we see is all the negative. Or we're coming here and we go, man, what, what's going to happen? Or we look at the checkbook and we go, whoa, man. Those fears are real. But let me tell you, our God is bigger. I believe that. I believe that. I don't even know how he's going to do it. And that's a good thing because my mind is small compared to most anyway. But to God, come on. You know, now you look in your life, you live long enough, you start looking at things a whole lot different. Can I get an amen? All, all the mature folks, right? And sometimes when my children are growing up, I go, what are they doing? Right? And I hear my dad whisper like, hey, 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 in the back of my mind, man, you know, I said this before, you know, my dad, I thought, man, well, he's a pretty sharp guy when you're a kid, you know? Oh, man, he's all right. And then when I was about 18 to 20, I thought, man, well, he don't know nothing. And man, I hit 25. I said, it's a miracle. He's brilliant. You know, he's brilliant. You know, and he would always, you know, he'd come and say, hey, did you, you know, I said, dad, I'm thinking about buying this car. Well, do you need it? What did you have to do? Say that for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you really need it? Did, did you budget that? I'm going, man, he's taking all the fun out of this thing. So, you know, one of the first cars, I said, he don't know nothing. About three months into that payment, I was thinking, oh, I think you knew a whole lot more than I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what? Sometimes you got to walk that path, right? Sometimes you just got to learn that. You can tell somebody and you can tell somebody and you can tell somebody. And then sometimes you just go, okay, how are we doing? How are we doing there? But you know what? I pray as parents, just like God. God doesn't say, I told you, right? He said, hey, come on. Get back in the game. Man, dust me off a little bit. Come on. That's it. You know, I pray that that's the church we are. I pray that that's the mom and dad and aunts and uncles and grandparents that we are, sisters and brothers, that we come along inside and, and, and we don't focus on all the junk in the trunk and just come on up and say, hey, man, let's keep moving. Let's just keep moving. Can we forgive? Can we forgive? The truth of that is probably this, not on our own all the time. But God help us to be forgivers. God, help us to, to push out the fear and focus on our faith and not multiply the fear factor. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. What else? Fear can rob you. Got another scripture for you. Isaiah 41.10. You can look it up later, but I'll read it to you right now. Don't you be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And I underline that. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. The Lord is in your corner. He's by your side. He's the one holding it all together. Amen. But fear can rob you. Don't buy that lie. It tells you everything. Doesn't fear always tell you what you can't do? Fear never tells you you can do that. Right? It, it just doesn't happen. It's like, no, you don't want to do that. Oh, you can't do that. Well, surely you can't do that. And it always seems to find the worst in somebody where faith seems to find the best. I'd rather be a faith guy than a fear guy, wouldn't you? Because you know what? He has not given us 
a spirit of fear. He has given us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Amen. Let's apply God's word to our life. What else will it do? Fear holds you in captive. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever said, I just can't do that. I'd really like to, maybe someday, but I just can't do that. You know, I, well, you know, you know, I talk to guys and different things. And, well, you know, if I'd have invested this money back then when the Lord told me, that's what really gets me. I wouldn't have to work today. Well, if the Lord told you to do it, why didn't you do it? You know, so here's the thing. I was afraid. God tells us to do a lot of things. And yes, we are afraid. But I'm just using that as an example. When we do step out from that in faith, we never come up short. Do you think maybe Moses might have been a little on the scared side when he says, go free my people? He couldn't even speak good. He goes, ah, send my brother. (laughs) You got the wrong guy, you know? Think about that. When when Joseph had to dream about all this stuff, that God was going to have his brothers bowing down to him, all this stuff. I don't think he was afraid. He was was going, check this out. (laughs) Guess what? God said, you guys are going to bow down to me and all this. And they're going, what? But you know what? He paid the price too, didn't he? Got a little uncomfortable, didn't he? And it was years before that prophecy came around. But it sure did, didn't it? See, if God spoke it, God is able to carry it through to the end. What dream, what good thing, what, what promise has God spoken in your life that you're still holding on to? Or maybe you've given up on. I pray today that you cultivate that in your heart and realize, you know what? We're on God's time frame, not ours, amen? And God is able. Let's keep on rolling. I was thinking about this, I said, there's nothing freeing in fear. Man, what happens when, that happens, when we get afraid? What happens? You just lock it down. We talked about it other. I'm scared to death. Can't move. Can't move, you know? But what does is, what is faith do? It frees us. It frees us not to do anything we want to do, but it frees us to serve and live a life for God. Amen? That's what I hope we see. I hope we see that. Let's take a look here. What else we got? I said, freedom comes from Christ. And I said, here's something else. It, it costs God his best. But it's offered freely to each of us by faith. Faith in the living Savior. Faith in his perfect sacrifice. Faith in his forgiveness. Will you trust God today? Will you trust God today? You know, we tend to trust God. I don't know. Sometimes it seems like we tend to trust him in the bigger things. But we won't trust him in the smaller things. What do you mean? How many people trust God for their eternal salvation? Can I get a hand raised here? That you're trusting in the finished work of the cross. Amen. Now we can trust God to hold our uh, salvation and all that is. Like what Ms. Robin said, it's so huge. For all eternity. But we're thinking, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make my rent. Lord, I don't know if you can heal me of this, this deal. Right? Because that's what, that's what fear does. It keeps poking. It keeps poking. And it keeps poking. Well, you know what? What we need to do is keep feeding and keep feeding and keep feeding on the word of God. And the next thing you know, we'll get to that tipping point. And you say, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going with what God said. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes it's tough and sometimes it gets uncomfortable. But I'm going to tell you what, be a good cheer because he overcame the world. Amen. And we are in Christ. Keep on trucking. All right. Fear is the opposite of courage, isn't it? It's just the opposite. But God wants us to be courageous, right? He did not come and pay the price that he did for us to sit around on the side and go, oh, no. At work, at your work or wherever. Um, you know, I know where, where we're at. Uh, we get a lot of people from all over the world come in. And we have cookouts and all that stuff. 
And uh, guess what? I'm going to bless my food. I don't care where you're from. Don't really care. I'm not shoving nothing on you or anything else. But, but usually they say, hey, you want to say the blessing? I say, sure. Or if they get all in a hurry and they forget to say the blessing, I said, did you see that guy cooking out there? They said, yeah. I said, you need to pray over that food. <laughs> I bring it on in. And get, yeah, man, we do. But I remember one time we had some guys from another country and my buddy said, you know, they're going to, he's like this. We all sit around here and you know, you're going to ask them to pray, right? I said, if they don't, I will. Anyway, he said, I don't know if that's a good move. I was like, I think it's the best move, right? Well, you might not want to say Jesus. I said, oh, you, you, now you really fanning the flames. Man, I, they thought, man, I was going over the top. I said, Lord, let me just pray over them burgers right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything. Come out, come find out. Some of the guys were believers. Isn't that something? And uh, it, it's funny how things will come together. We talk about Jesus, right? Uh, they were from, I think, I think this guy, they're from Japan. And I only know a couple of things in, in, in Japanese because we took karate. I can tell you about an elbow strike and, and to, uh, uh, different things like that. Let's see, sliding back kick or mawashigeti or something like this. I don't even know what it means anymore. But I was naming off these different parts, you know, and the guy said, okay. You know, and then he started talking. I, could, I couldn't relate to that. And we talked about Jesus a little bit. He goes, yeah. And then I said something else. We were talking about music. And I said, Elvis. He said, who? I said, Elvis. I couldn't believe he didn't know Elvis, but I said, Bon Jovi. He said, oh, my wife like Bon Jovi. <laughs> I said, man, we got, we got a common theme here. You know, so we're just talking and doing some different things like that. But isn't it amazing? Me and Mark were talking about music this morning and, and, and the vibrations and the, and the harmony of all that stuff. It's amazing what you can find out when you dig on a few things and he was sharing some stuff that he had been studying. But you know what? There's a lot of common ground out there, but we tend to just push it to the side and major on the minors or pick out the things that bring fear and go, you can't do that. You can't say that. Instead of finding the major things that we can, we can go ahead and just look at those things. I pray that, you know what, at your job, at, at, in your family, everything else, I don't mean you got to put somebody in the headlock and tell them about Jesus. But if the door opens for somebody to ask you what you believe, stand tall and tell them. Amen? Because I know that God did not give us that spirit of fear. What did he say? He has given us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. If you don't take anything else away, remember that. That's who lives in you as a believer in Christ. You feel strong now. Amen? We should. Let's keep on rolling. So, we got through the tears. Everybody's all right? Got through the fears. We got any cheerleaders in here? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Cheers. Mm. Be of good cheer and courage. Now, I did a little research on this. I thought this was really neat. The Greek translation of courage and good cheer means literally boldness and confidence. Boldness and confidence. In the Bible, courage is the opposite of fear. When God commands us to fear not, to be of good cheer, and to have courage, he always is commanding against fear, which is the opposite of courage. But God doesn't simply command courage with no reason. Amen? Take a look at this. He's got a plan. Amen? In, in every situation you see, nearly every situation when, when, in the Bible when it says God says fear not, there follows a reason to have courage, and that reason is God himself. The reason, I said, is God himself. God himself, his nature, and his perfect plan. Over and over, we just, we just go right over that. See, when we, we know God himself, we can be a good cheer, amen? When we know his nature, we can have courage, Amen? When we, when we turn around and we see his perfect plan, we can have boldness. But a lot of times we don't always see the master plan. 
But I will tell you this. Can I just give you the front end of the plan? The front end of the plan is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. If we can take it from right there and just say, Lord, I need you. And step into that. And say, Lord, I trust you. And walk into that. Lord, you know, lead and guide my steps. And then you stumble. You said, Lord, forgive me and help me back up. How does it feel this morning, sit here, to know that God loves you unconditionally? No conditions. No conditions. Not because your hair is looking just right. Not because you got that pretty green shirt on, Kevin. I like that shirt. My, my favorite color is green, right? He lets me pick on him, though. It's not because of any of those things. It's because you know he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. I got to say it. I did that radio interview probably five years ago from a guy in Ohio. And, and when, when I was looking at him, it made me think about it. The guy said, I just want to tell you, we were on this interview, he said, God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I thought, you got that right. Isn't that something? There's nothing you can do about that. You can run from it. Does that change it? You can, you can do a square dance. Does he love you more? No. That's amazing. How do you get that through your head? You know? Hey, I'm sure it pleases God when we're obedient, just like our children and everything else. But you still love that child. Right? You love the child that's, that's, that's getting straight A's, and you love the child that, that just won't, won't do the homework. Amen? That's your baby. You're God's child, prized possession. He gave everything for you. Man, that's something to cheer about. That's something to have the boldness about. That's something to have confidence about. Amen? And be of good courage. Well, what else have we got here? God protects and guides. All this time we feel so lonely. Then we see it throughout the Bible. God commanded courage, not because it is natural for man to be brave and, and, and courageous, but because when God is protected and guiding us, we have the courage because we are confident in him. I can tell you right now, the only confidence I had to walk up here any Sunday is because of confidence in Christ. That's it. That's it. But you know what? He starts showing me that's more than enough. Amen. That doesn't mean I don't prepare. That doesn't mean I don't ask for forgiveness because I do. That doesn't mean that, oh man, any other thing other than this. God, you're going to have to make it happen. You're going to have to make it happen. We got an outline. That's, and I, I seek the Lord every week. Lord, what is it that you, you want to tell us for this time right here, right now, for your people that are going to hear it later on on the internet and everything else? What is that, Lord? I want to know what it is because I want to be that vessel, Lord, to pour out for you. But you know what? We need to be attentive to his voice, amen? We need to be attentive to his voice. I wasn't thinking about that concrete out there. One, I thought, well, that's great. I'm glad we got a sawwalk. But as she's praying, the Lord's prompting my heart about foundational things, amen? See, a lot of times we need to go back to the basics because you, you can't grow something good. Think about building a house. If that foundation's out of whack, man, you're going, you're going over to the side. And when that, that rain and that storm comes in, we got problems. We got problems. But you know what? The word of God will shore your foundation up. If you say, man, my foundation is cracked and bent and broke and everything else. Let me let be of good cheer that God will show up your foundation through his word. Amen. Let's keep on going here. Philippians 1, 6 says this. It says, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it out on the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Did you look at my notes, Grandma? Isn't that something? Isn't it so cool how God just brings that harmony together on scripture 
and on prayers and on all those praises. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. Going back to our original scripture there. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. When I think about that, I think about, man, our victory always comes from Christ. It always comes from Christ. Be sure to give God the glory. He has given us great favor in a right relationship. The Lord hears, he hears, he delivers, rescues, and he is faithful. We're not left for dead, amen? We're alive in Christ. Got just a couple more things. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, good deal. Tears, fears, and cheers. There was a few things. I said, we all shed tears. I said, I, I, I'm sure that there's not one set of eyes in this room that's never cried. Amen. Somewhere along the line, maybe you were little, maybe this or whatever. Anybody like that. But, you know, I always hear this. I said, you know, sometimes it's good. I remember a guy telling me this. He said, sometimes it's good to cry every now and then so your head won't swell. See, sometimes when, when we're humble like that, it's probably a good thing. Amen. That we take a little time and go, Wow. We start recalibrating. We start looking at things and we're going, wow, look at the sacrifice. Look at what this person's done. Look what God's done for me. And we start looking at that. I said, but you know what? We need to remember our heavenly home is a place where there are no more tears. In the presence of God, he's going to wipe them dry. Isn't that something? In the presence of God. Do you ever think about that, what it's going to be like in the presence of God? Sometimes it's going to be amazing. I know the Bible says no, no eye has seen, no, no, no ear has heard, and no mind can imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love the Lord? Are you, are you sure of your salvation? I pray that today, you know what? I said, man, I know I'm going to heaven. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done for me, amen? Guess what? We all have to face some fears sometimes, don't we? Hey, life can be tough sometimes. I said, there are some difficult things that we deal with, but the perfect love of God can cast out all our fear, fear. and we can rest in knowing he is our refuge. He is our refuge. Anybody done any hospital visits from time to time? Friend, family, something like that? You know what? That's a great, great place to love them. Don't have to have a whole lot of theology. Don't have to have a whole lot of anything but compassion. Amen. I pray as you go in those, those situations, listen more, say less, and love even more. Amen. Sometimes that's all they need is, 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 is hope. You can be that, that container of grace that comes into that person's life, amen, and change everything. And we all have the opportunity to cheer. Notice I said opportunity. We all have an opportunity for victory in Christ. His gift of salvation is for all, all those who believe, but there's something to cheer about there. But so many times, people will just let it go. I'm going to put that off. One day I'll do that. I've probably shared this story many times that every time I come to a point like this, it just rips my heart out. Where I work at, we have a lot of guys come through from time to time. Young folks come in, apprentice programs and things like this and stuff. And, and I would always try to make an opportunity to, to see what they believe. And I work with this young fellow. He was on a fast track. He was, he was doing good, man. He was working. He was getting it done and everything else. And I never forget. And I said, hey, man, uh, Told him about the Lord. I said, what will keep you from coming to the saving knowledge of the Lord? He said, oh, I believe that. I believe that. I said, but, but I said, have you ever asked the Lord in your life? He goes, no, not right now. I said, what will keep you from doing that? He said, Mr. Buddy, I know that's what you believe, and I can appreciate that. He said, but right now, I'm too busy living my life. And maybe someday, 
I'll do that. Man, I'm still praying that that day will be today for that young man. How many of us put it off for tomorrow? Put it off for tomorrow. Put it off for tomorrow. Hey, maybe you've asked the Lord in your life, but maybe you've put off sharing your faith with your parents or your, your, your wife or your neighbor or fill in the blank. Don't put it off. There's too much at stake. You know, I, I remember one time we were doing some evangelism training and different things, and it was a great uh, analogy here. And it talked about a burning building and a fire department pulls up and people are just being burned up. And I, I, I want to make this just the way it is here. And the guy, this is the story, just to get our, get our minds right around. And the guy in the fire truck pulls up and he doesn't get out the fire truck because he's in there um, working on the CD player that he bought for the chief. Okay, you with me? He was so excited about pleasing the chief with stuff and works and everything else. He didn't go ahead and do his job. What's our job? To tell people about Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just, just close your eyes for a minute. Whoever lives on the left or right of you or across the street from you. You come home from church and you see smoke coming out of their house. You see fire licking out the side of that. And you know they're home. The dog's barking out back. And you go, man... Oh, I can walk. Hey, Mrs. Smith, I, know, I noticed you got a little smoke in your house. Why don't you just kind of come over to my house? It'd probably be a little more comfortable. Will we do that? That's what we do about church. That's what we do. Because you know what? If someone dies without having Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right? There's only one place left, right? It's a place called hell, very real, right? So we want to do everything we can to, to put the word out there because we know the rescuer is Jesus Christ. Now, I, I give you that situation. You say, who in the world would do that? We do that all the time, right? Because we said, oh, we don't want to share. We don't, we don't want to push nothing on anybody. If I went home, I would like to think this is what I would do. And there was, there was flames coming out of my neighbor's house. I, I would like to think that I would bang on the door and stay low and, and, and call for backup and pull somebody out and everything else. You never know how you're going to respond. You never know how you're going to respond, but I hope I would do that. But knowing and putting on a full battle battle gear of the Lord with his word and knowing that when we go out there and we know what's at stake as Christians that if somebody dies without Jesus hell is their home for eternity that ramps it up a little bit fire is a bad thing man I remember a friend of mine uh, when I lived way back I lived in a trailer park way over here by the raceway and uh, a guy had a little girl her name was Nicole gosh beautiful little curly haired girl and now I look back and go gosh we did some stupid stuff he had a van and he put her car seat on the van, on the engine. But you know what the engine thing is, right? I'm talking in the middle. And, he, and he, he had some really good bolts in there. And he would put her in there. And we would go different places, right? Why would you do that? You know, you're thinking, well, gosh, it's okay. You know, you got car seats and stuff now. But this is, this is 30 years ago. You know, 30 years ago, people used to ride in the back of the, whoa, that's loud. The back of the glass of their, their cars for their mom and dad all the way to California. You don't think about that stuff, right? But that... Van had electronic fuel pump. You had to turn it on, turn it off, and everything else. And we went over to the commissary, and that little girl was in there, and she called me Uncle Buddy and everything else. Oh, she's a cutie pie. And my buddy was there, and we got ready to start the car. And he raised that engine up. He goes, Get her out of here! It burned his arm all the way up here. 
And man, I tell you what, that girl was probably six inches taller to this very day because I snatched her with everything I had. And I pulled her out of that car. And man, I was like, oh my God, she said, it's okay. She's okay. I don't care about this. I don't, I don't, I don't care about anything else. And we had a whole lot of cement uh, bags in there. We're going to do something around our deck. And I remember the fire, and I love, I always thought I wanted to be a fireman, so I'm not coming down on them. But they called a fire department. And they came over there, and they run all this hose out there, and they opened the door in the van, and the other guy said, no, I think we need the other hose. Why, why can't we use this hose? No, we need a bigger hose. They roll the hose back up. The guy's stuff is burning. And they get the other hose, and they finally put it out. It's crazy, isn't it? Why are you saying all this? Because I can tell you in a, in, in a minute that everything he had in that car, all the groceries we had got, all the cement that he had bought, it didn't matter. The only thing that mattered, get my baby out of here. And as much as he wanted to get her out, he couldn't because he was on fire. Isn't that something? I'll never forget that. I was, I was probably like 20 years old, but I knew we had to get out of there. Let's take that same thing right now. What do we need to do now when we see people that are sitting on that engine block with the gas going through it? And they, and, and, and they just, they just, they're totally, it, it doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying you've got to grab them and snatch them, but I do believe that God's called us to tell them, amen? I pray that we tell them about the greatest thing in the world, and that's salvation in Jesus Christ, amen? So we have an opportunity to cheer. Does it make you happy when somebody knows Jesus Christ? Absolutely. When somebody comes to save the knowledge of Jesus Christ, it's awesome. That's what we do here. That's what, what, that's what the deal is. But not only that, then he says, make disciples, train them up, show them, teach them, and grow in what God has done for us. That's a good place to say amen. All right? Let's do this. Got a little reading for us today. Psalm 34, 1 through 8. If you guys get a chance, give you a little homework this week. Look at that whole uh, Psalm 34. I think it's going to be a blessing to you. Amen. How about, how about if we stand for a second and we read this together and we get ready to be sit out on a song, right? When y'all get ready, say amen. 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 Here we go. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow or shame will darken their face. In my desperation, prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Amen. Father God, as we come to the closing of the service today, I pray that it's just the start of what you're doing in our hearts today. Father, if there's one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day they call on the greatest name ever in the Lord Jesus Christ. What must I do to be saved, they say? Call on the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. But you know what? There's only one that makes us righteous, and his name is Jesus. And I pray today that you meet him face to face here by faith. By faith, call on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of our sin. 
Today, call on the name of Jesus for restoration. He comes to the brokenhearted. He rescues those that are crushed in spirit. We do not have a spirit of fear, but that of courage, love, and wisdom. I pray each one that hears this message today takes a little time to evaluate what God is doing in their life, what God has done in their life, and what God wants to do through their life. Don't leave here today without me. And also this, when you miss the mark, get back up. Pray for one another. Look to the Lord. Forgiveness is free, but it has not been cheap. Jesus paid the ultimate price. I pray that we cash in on that through faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Remain standing. We're going to sing a song for you. We're going to trust in the Lord. All right. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.